Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast. Today, we're talking about motivation. And motivation is not something that I usually need to get an extra dose of or an extra shot in the arm of. I tend to be a pretty self-motivated person until an experience I had recently. You may know that I moved recently, moved house. And in the middle of moving, and it was the longest move ever with the longest middle ever, I found myself lacking motivation. And I didn't even know that I was lacking motivation. And oftentimes, I think when we are lacking motivation, we don't necessarily realize it. It happened gradually. It happened over time. And in this middle of our crazy move, here were the circumstances. Our house that we were living in sold and we had it was under purchase agreement and we had not yet found a new house to move into. And as you may well be aware, the housing market right now and these past few months and even the past year, really since COVID hit and then things started to open up and people wanted to move into bigger spaces or move from the coasts back to the middle of the country, a whole variety of factors impacted the housing market. And a house was not available right away. We did find a house, made an offer, and had a signed purchase agreement, but we had about three, three and a half weeks in between places. And so it was during that time, which was, you know, it was kind of exciting. I was thinking it would be really fun to be nomadic for a while. And uh, let me just tell you after the fact that the prospect of being nomadic was far more exciting, engaging, and entertaining than the actuality of being nomadic, even though we had a shelter to, you know, to house ourselves in a roof over our heads and a reasonable degree of comfort, it was still not the exciting journey that I thought it was going to be. It was discombobulating, disorienting, and at times frustrating. Even though my family did great through it all, I think I did great through it all, but my motivation suffered. And again, I didn't actually realize it. So picture this, for about, oh, three weeks, it was heads down packing up the house that we had lived in for 15 years. And I had arranged my work schedule such that I had the time to work on packing and to um, you know, set aside that time and really be heads down packing, as well as during that packing process, being really discerning. I kept discernment as something that was really forefront as I was packing because I didn't want to land at a new house and then unpack boxes of things I didn't want or that didn't serve me anymore. So there was some cognitive load to the packing process in terms of being discerning and saying, okay, would do I really love this? Using a lot of the Marie Kondo techniques of, do I really love this? Does it serve me? Um, and, and adding a question that I've learned along the way is if I need, you know, would I buy it now? Do I have a need for it? If I didn't own this, would I go out and purchase it right now? So I used some of those guiding questions as I was packing using a lot of discernment. And so packing, you know, it took a lot of time and energy. We got everything packed up. And again, since we didn't have a house to move into, it all went into storage. And so choosing the items that I wanted to keep out of storage, both from a work standpoint, as well as just from a clothing and livability standpoint, 
kitchen utensils and various kinds of, you know, favorite items. What stayed with us for those three and a half weeks and what went into storage? So these discernment ideas were, you know, this process of discernment was going through my head as I packed up all of these things. And I got really engaged in the packing process. (laughs) And, you know, in thinking a lot about what are those uh, creature comforts that we need? What are the ones I can give up? And since at first, when I was first packing, I didn't know how long we were going to be without a permanent roof over our heads. I didn't know if I needed to pack for um, a few weeks or a few months. The housing market's really, really nutty right now. So it could have been a few months. Now, as the packing process got underway, we did find a house, make a purchase agreement, and uh, you know, and and then again knew that it was going to be about three, three and a half weeks until we had a, that permanent house to move into. But still, things were going into into storage for a month or so. And once the packing got complete, and I had arranged for us to take a trip to Arizona to see my mother where she has a second home where she stays for the winter. And so we went there for that first week of our, um, let's say, living in limbo process, uh, living in limbo. So the first week was there. And for me, that was just really a really great time to unwind and decompress. We were exhausted from packing and moving and getting our family out of the house, getting the house clean. And of course, we you know left the house well after midnight and got to our crash pad at about two in the morning that first night. Then uh, within 36 hours, we were in Arizona. And that was wonderful. Again, we had the, a, a great opportunity to decompress, beautiful weather and so forth. And then we came back to Minnesota and again, landed at our crash pad for the next couple of weeks where I had plenty of work to do. I was teaching classes. I had calls with my clients and so forth. And I was, you know, I I was as motivated as I needed to be in order to do those things. But then I had some space open up in my schedule and I had designs on how I was going to be using that space in my schedule. I knew it was there. We were still at what I'm going to call our crash pad. Again, we had a roof over our heads and reasonable creature comforts and so forth. Maybe not quite as much space as we were used to, but it was all working out just fine. Everybody was adapting just fine. I had this space in my calendar where I was going to do some creative work and I couldn't really bring myself to it. I couldn't really bring myself to doing that creative work. And I didn't really understand why. So I went out for a walk and I was walking the dog and listening to a podcast that really inspires and motivates and totally jazzes me. And as I listened to part of an episode of the podcast, I just felt like I was on a completely different planet. And I was on a completely different emotional plane. I knew the words that the podcaster was saying. I knew the message that she was bringing, but it just sounded like a totally foreign language to me. It did not sound like something that I could really relate to. And I thought, what in the world is going on with me? Why is this person who is so motivational to me, so someone that I follow, why can I not understand And like, why do I just not even get what it is she's talking about? It really gave me pause. 
And then I realized the things that I had been thinking about for the last probably six weeks before that, all the packing and the moving and the, I I was literally thinking about where we were going to be sleeping. Uh, Would there be a roof over our heads? What would that crash pad be? What was our time in Arizona going to be like? Um, And I realized that I was really thinking about our my family's physiological needs, and um, and it brought to mind Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And if you uh, can remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, perhaps back from uh, your you know entry level psychology class back when you were in college, it's those physiological needs that are right at the very bottom of that pyramid. And Maslow used this as a tool to describe motivation and how we couldn't be motivated to some of those higher order things until we had those lower level needs met. And I realized how much I was living in those lower level needs, food, uh, where we were going to sleep and so forth. Those were really taking up a lot of mental energy for me. Now, it wasn't that we, our needs were not such that I didn't know where the food was going to come from. In fact, I was very carefully trying to plan eating up all the food that we had in our house before we moved so that we wouldn't either have to store food in our storage unit along with our clothes and furniture and everything else, and that we weren't wasting food. I really don't like to waste things. So I was crafting um, a very detailed menu based on what was left in our house for about the last three weeks. And so my mind was really absorbed with how are we going to eat all this? Do these things go together? What is the minimum amount of fresh food I need to purchase from a grocery store in order to supplement the food that we either had in our pantry or in our freezer or other fresh food that we had so that there would be little waste and that the meal plan would really hang together. So I was spending all this time thinking about food and all this time thinking about where we were going to sleep and what the sleeping arrangements were going to be. And then of course, other logistics related to where was I going to get my work done and broadcast my courses from when I was teaching live courses? Where were my children going to be doing their distance learning in our crash pad? And where was my husband going to have an opportunity to do his corporate job, uh, which was, of course, work from home because of COVID and everything. So I had all of these physiological and logistics needs that were occupying so much of my mind. So I was down there on the bottom of the pyramid, bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, dealing with all these physiological needs and then safety needs. Um, And I, I think our safety needs were more about like, is our are our possessions going to be secure? Is this a good place? Are we making good choices about where we're storing our possessions and so forth? Um, now, of course, moving up from physiological needs and safety needs, the next needs are love and belonging and esteem. And I think those were very much in check. I didn't feel that I was not loved or that I didn't belong or any of those kinds of things. But it was the, so, so those middle ones were there. And then those top ones, um, self-actualization is the very top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that's where creativity, spontane- spontaneity, problem solving, all of those kinds of things that I needed to do, that, that I needed to access in order to do the kind of work I wanted to do when I had that downtime from teaching classes in order to be more creative and do some of the next phase projects in my business. I had no access to that because I was living so much in the psychological, uh, the physiological needs and the safety needs. And I think that's why the podcast that I was listening to sounded like a foreign language because I just could not relate because that podcast 
was all about creativity, spontaneity, problem solving, living your best life. And I was clawing my way up from the bottom of the hierarchy of needs. And those physiological needs were so, so strong for me and so present for me. So this episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, that's my story of how I couldn't necessarily get to a place of creativity, spontaneity, problem solving, finding joy in my work, and really, you know, bringing everything it took to my work in order to create that next thing that uh, that I was creating. And so why does this matter for you? Well, I, in this time of uncertainty that has everything to do with the pandemic and has everything to do with our nation and our world's quest for social justice and racial justice, there are so many things that really bring safety and the physiological needs for, you know, not only food and shelter in, in, in my case, but also the safety around health and the safety around, um, you know, getting vaccinated and being out in public and everything there, everything that's going on related to the pandemic really puts safety and our physiological needs really front and center for so many people right now. And so why this matters is, and I think how my experience can maybe help you, maybe you're not down there at the bottom of the pyramid like I was, but I want you to think about your coworkers, your friends, your neighbors. If they're down there at the bottom of the, the hierarchy of needs, the bottom, the base of that pyramid, dealing with issues related to their physiological needs and their and their health and safety, then they probably are going to be like me in that they are probably not going to be able to bring it from a creativity standpoint. They are probably not going to be their best at problem solving. In fact, they might not be their very best at their work at all. They might not be able to bring nearly the level of competence, creativity, problem solving, and so forth to their roles. And so I want you to be thinking about where might they be on Maslow's hierarchy of needs right now and to to give them the space and perhaps the additional resources that they might need to deal with those safety needs, to deal with those physiological needs so that once they, you know, so that they can build that stable base again. Because I think once that base is more stable, then and only then are they going to be able to bring their higher order thinking to their roles. And so 
the person who might be experiencing as something similar to what I was experiencing, again, they could be your coworker. They could be somebody who reports directly to you if you're in a supervisory or management role. And if you, and they even could be your, uh, your boss, your supervisor. And I think just giving people the grace and the space to deal with those safety issues related to health, um, their concern for public health, their concern for what might be going on in their family right now. Maybe even it's not impacting them directly, but it is impacting their, you know, extended family members and so forth. We really do need to be uh, giving people the space and grace to deal with those, again, health and safety issues so that they can get to a point where they can really bring it from a self-actualization standpoint, moving up to the top layers of that pyramid. So I feel like it took me a couple of weeks actually to claw my way out of the, those lower levels of, of the pyramid because even once we got into our new home, which we've now been into in for about 10 days as I'm recording this, I was still like making wrong turns and reaching for the light switch on the wrong wall and just, you know, it was very disorienting living in a new house and living in a new neighborhood all the way down to you know the the local grocery store even though I'm, I still live in the same metropolitan area the local grocery store was a different chain and so even wandering around kind of sleep deprived because of unpacking and so forth wandering around that grocery store trying to find the products that i enjoy the products that my family enjoys even that was very disorienting so again right down there on the bottom of the of the hierarchy of needs, the bottom of the pyramid, the whole like food, how do I feed my family was was really front and center for the first few days until I found my way to the local, you know, Trader Joe's and Costco and the other brand, you know, the other grocery store chains that that we typically shop so that I could find the products that we are accustomed to. So again, it was probably only been within the last week that I feel like I've clawed my way out of the bottom of the pyramid and I'm starting to feel normal again, starting to feel more creative, starting to have that spontaneity come back, starting to be excited about problem solving and product development in my business and the next things that are coming up for me. Now, fortunately, the rest of the work that I've been doing during this during this period has been th- you know products and classes and things that I have had developed for a while. And so it was pretty easy to deliver. I just didn't need to be particularly creative in in my work, but I did need to obviously like do the rudimentary amount of work. And that was that was fine. And it all that part all worked out great because once I'm in front of an audience delivering a live class, I I get energy from the students and the participants in my training classes and in my audiences when I'm giving speeches and so on. And so that part was that part ran along smoothly just fine. But just that creative work was so hard to access when I was in that place. So how you can apply this again is maybe it's you who are finding yourself down on the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs right now, dealing with some of those physiological things. Maybe you're moving house like I was and where you're going to sleep is a, you know, top of the line and and is your bed available and just, you know, some of those creature comforts that really do create for uh, better sleep, more predictable food and so on. Or maybe you're dealing with some of the safety issues 
things related to whether it be your physical health and safety related to COVID and social distancing and getting a vaccination and all of that. One of the other things really on that safety level on Maslow's hierarchy of needs is employment and, you know, your financial safety. And so maybe it's hit you there, whether it's you or a spouse or a family member who is, you know, displaced out of work and so forth as a result of the pandemic and the impact that it's had on our economic environment. So again, really take good care of yourself. If you're down in those uh, bottom tiers of the hierarchy of needs and dealing with some of those physiological issues and safety issues, again, whether those be uh, health related, employment related, whatever, give yourself some space and grace and don't demand or expect too much of yourself of the things that are way up at the top of the pyramid. And if it is your coworkers, your friends, your family, other people who are dealing with some of those things, again, down at the bottom of the pyramid, those physiological issues related to where you where you're living um where you what your food sources are or whether it's the safety issues related to employment and economic issues or health issues be gentle with them give them the space and grace give them the resources help them out however you can and just know that like me they will eventually claw their way back to those upper levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and find their motivation to be creative, to be spontaneous, to be great problem solvers and all the rest. And, you know, think too about what you can do to lend a hand to help get them there, but also really remember that it's their journey. It's absolutely their journey. Even if you drop off a casserole, so part of their food is a little bit more predictable and is not necessarily going to pop them right back up to the top of the pyramid anytime soon. It does take some time. It takes some space. It takes some, you know, finding your footing and getting to that new normal, whatever that new normal is for you. I'm less and less feeling like I live in a foreign country, which is kind of how it felt for the first few days. Or the other thing that showed up for me was I felt a little bit like I'd moved into an Airbnb, but brought all my stuff. So like I was living in somebody else's space. And once I started to unpack some of those boxes, some of those suitcases, and really make the space feel like it was mine and like it was our family's space, then this the mental space for me opened up for me to, again, access that creativity, spontaneity, all of those things that you find up in the higher echelons of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, self-actualization areas. Now, I don't think I'm 100% back to myself yet, but I would say I'm probably operating at about 90% of finding that self-motivation and getting myself back into that space where I really, really do feel like myself. So I hope my experience in moving house and finding myself very confronted by those physiological and safety needs sheds some light on not only where you might be, but where the other people in your life, whether that is your work life or your personal life, where they might be hanging out on that hierarchy of needs. So until next time, I hope this episode landed with you and brought some insight to you and perhaps even something that you could share with a friend. So if this episode sparked an interest for you, please do share it with a friend. And until next time, take good care, be healthy, be safe, 
and take care of those lower order of needs on Maslow's hierarchy of needs so that you can get those upper needs met as well. Take good care. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it.